Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Powered by Coldwell Banker Ford McMurray. We love YMM. Monday. Oh no, here comes another study coming at you. A study from the Northwestern University School of Medicine specifically. And, you know, probably better information directly from the source as usual. But the study says sleeping with the TV on might kill you. Whoa, hang on. First of all, take the clickbait with a grain of salt. Because the loose findings of this study actually may have found a correlation between sleeping in a light room and elevated heart rate and blood sugar, which in turn could affect the risk of other not-so-great stuff. Right? Okay, so that does kind of make sense, except for we're up here in Fort McMurray right now, and we're getting like two hours of darkness a night, let alone sleeping with the TV on. It's just tough. You need those blackout curtains, need the tin foil in the windows, if nothing else. But second of all, second of all, some things are worth dying for. And you can pry the remote from my cold, well-entertained, deathly grip. And that's exactly where you want your luggage to be. When you touch down at your final destination, right? Doesn't always happen. Uh, Thankfully, most cases it does, but I have seen out in the airports on my travels of the last week, uh, there are just areas where there's just bags just a-sitting there. Uh, Just tons and tons of baggage, lost baggage. Uh, I've never seen anything quite like it. And I admit, I only saw little examples of it, whereas you can see at huge airports, like the really, really, really big international ones, Heathrow over in the UK, for instance, where they've just got seas of lost baggage. You're like, how are they ever going to sort through this? But what weirded me out is that even landing at the Vancouver airport uh, and just about to walk out, you know, getting our bags from the carousel and seeing that there's just other bags around and like very little supervision going on. And I'm like, did you, I mean, I'm not going to, but somebody could just wheel some of this stuff away right out the door into a cab, into, into an Uber, right? Weirded me out. But then you talk about actual like pets being lost with the lost luggage for a long time before i even got on a flight i was reading about you know four hour waits without without being able to access the pets uh you know that's being distressed by being left for just a little part of the day now i'm reading about somebody who had a pet that they just adopted at the toronto pearson airport for 21 hours left lost with baggage until finally somebody found this dog and broke open the crate just to allow the dog to stretch legs use the bathroom and everything not that it hadn't already in the crate that kind of stuff does freak me out just a little bit right like that can scare a person we weren't traveling with pets but a great many people do and uh, you know just got to be cautious again i don't want to scare anybody off of airline travel but it's not hard to be scared of airline travel right now when you just see all of the headlines everywhere especially after the long weekend crunch you're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2 debuted on the first, of course. The last two episodes and a whole lot is packed into them, including some un- incredible songs. One set piece of a moment includes Metallica's Master of Puppets, which of course includes the original works of the song, but added guitar and bass recordings 
from the son of Robert Trujillo. Ty is his name, and he is an accomplished music- musician in his own right. In fact, it was Robert Trujillo, Trujillo's uh, Instagram page that let people know to pay attention to those credits. He says, that's my boy. Proud of you, Ty. Meanwhile, there was, just before the weekend, a concert, the Eagles performing at Hyde uh, Park, Hi- uh, London's Hyde Park, and there was a brawl breaking out just in front of the stage. People... Uh, were ejected from the concert and it was all happening during a rendition of take it easy take it easy they did not Uh, and unfortunately brett michaels is having to take it easy having been hospitalized following a medical complication of sorts not sure exactly what the details are but he did say that he was still hoping to rock jacksonville yesterday i'm not actually quite sure if he was able to or not it might have had to have been uh, postponed says he was working on being back to 100 percent very very soon and we'll be joining back with the friends motley crew def leopard as well as joan jett for the classless act tuesday whatever the hot dogs are actually made of was on the menu for joey chestnut that's right he won again at the 15th annual nathan's famous hot dog eating contests often you know goes right in hand with july the 4th and the celebrations therein far to the south uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I was tempted to be like, who won? Guess who won? But you know, you know exactly who won. Joey Chestnut did. Although there was a, a change up. Miki Sudo took back the women's title at the event. And if you think it's gross to watch that competition, Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest, you know, with the soggy buns, they're dipping it into the water bucket, all oh, the sweaty faces, ugh, the grimmest expressions, and all the gulping noises that they're making. Oh, God. Try watching it in reverse. It's so much worse. It was an interesting scene when I got to the post office just yesterday. I was laughing to myself, trying to hold it in. I had a slip to pick up a package, so I stopped by yesterday when I had a chance. And not a long lineup, thankfully. And no issues this time around with actually getting my package in hand. That is usually the issue that I find uh, I'm having whenever I go to pick something up. But no, it was actually the guy ahead of me that had the issue. One guy ahead of me gets to the counter, slaps an envelope down, just a regular rectangular white letter, and he says, oh, I just need to send a letter. You know, with that, like, with the upward inflection, like he's trying to order some sort of basic coffee at a Starbucks, but he's getting overwhelmed by all the options. But, but there aren't really that many options. It's pretty simple. It always has been. So across the counter, the guy says, so you need a stamp? Yeah, I guess. Uh, no problem, sir. That's $1.10. And you'd think he'd have met that simple transaction with relief, you know what I mean? Uh, But he's just determined, I can tell, determined to be mad at the world changing so much around him. So he pays his $1.10, muttering the whole time, and then leaves with a, I thought a stamp used to be 35 cents. You know, lets it stick in the air for a second and makes his exit. I'm like, yeah, back in the 80s, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, my friend. I don't know about this hill to die on. I don't know if that's your one. I know inflation sucks, but dollar ten doesn't seem like it's going to be breaking the bank today. Hey Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Guns and Roses having to postpone their show that's actually happening tonight at Glasgow due to illness, unspecified. Uh, somewhere within the team, not necessarily Axel or any of the musicians. Maybe could be one of the uh, you know roadies, one of the people that's supporting putting it on. Not quite sure, but. They're on a UK and Ireland leg of this big 2022 headlining tour, and they do have more gigs to come. No other cancellations have been noted as of yet. 
They say they're working on rescheduling options for the show that's going to be missed by several fans tonight. And uh, death in the world of music has got mixed reactions. Sonny Barger, who is a Hell's Angel and was at the infamous Rolling Stones show where there was loss of life back in the day, uh, has now passed away. And uh, according to a statement, uh, peacefully after a brief battle with cancer, specifically, the uh, fatal Rolling Stones show from 1969 has become a chapter, a dark chapter in the history of rock and roll to this day around the world travel airline travel has been you know to a standstill for some people for sure i even myself got delayed over the long weekend by like seven plus hours nearly eight hours uh which was brutal but other people have had it you know worse and then some people are just having <laughs> the best time they're squeaking through there not seeing any issues whatsoever it's just by, you know, having the lucky numbers, I guess, right? Just like winning the lottery. It was over Canada Day, the worst in a long time. And in Canada, uh, it was the worst in the world, apparently. And specifically, Air Canada had the worst wait times and the most cancellations for any airline. Uh, not so great, right? Not so fun. Again, I say... Some people have just been able to squeak through without any issues whatsoever, but uh, one of the biggest hubs that saw one of the biggest issues, biggest uh, collection of people going, wait, what's going on, was Toronto Pearson Airport over the long weekend, just insanity going on. Got a buddy who is planning to fly out to Toronto, and not even to Pearson. Uh, you know, so in the GTA area and into the, you know, Ontario area, and just still worried, worried, worried. I totally get it. I say, have faith. Try to get where you're going to go. Don't stop traveling, but just be ready. Be aware. Pack something to help you pass the time and uh, don't put anything too, too important in your luggage lest you be, you know, away from it for a long, long time, right? At least it's not as bad as a situation that happened for a family and, well, really the entire flight full of people that were trying to get to the Dominican Republic in June. This had nothing to do with any airlines in Canada, but it had to do with the airport that they were flying to deciding to strike while the flight was in the air. Imagine having your flight canceled while you're in the air on your flight. Brutal. Wednesday. You might have, you know, collected a few cards over the years, over the days from McDonald's Canada, but they're scrapping the free drink coffee sticker program. Found out about that yesterday. Ah, oh, come on, what? Ah, oh, don't worry. It's going to take a while. The stickers will start phasing out as of August, and the full seven sticker cards will still be useful until we hit 2024. All right, so you can still use them up. And the loyalty rewards program is likely just going to be integrated fully into the app after that. I think. Most people think. Let's be honest. And let's be honest. Most of us had the exact same reaction to the news. What? They're stopping? Brutal! Guess I better start actually cashing in the stash of 13 or more McCafe cards sitting in the car console or by the front door. Right? It hasn't been pressing until it's pressing. Somehow, though, I think we'll find a way to Mick carry on. Official breakfast cereal candles are out there for sale in the world. Don't know how easy they'll be able to access in Canada, admittedly, but still, I'm excited. Lucky Charms, Tricks, Cocoa Puffs, Honey Nut Cheerios, and my absolute kryptonite cinnamon toast crunch. Ah, that's so good. In a world with candles that smell like burgers, bacon, or tomato soup and grilled cheese, or even Ikea meatballs, these actually sound like something you would enjoy having lit and filling your house with fragrance. The other ones seem like gag gifts. But this actually sounds delicious to me. Delicious smelling. Smells like a part of a balanced breakfast. Of course, 
To get the full balance, you'll need at least eight other candles on the table. You need your toast and butter candle. You're gonna need your your scrambled eggs candle. You're gonna need your your sausage candle. You're gonna you're gonna need your coffee candle. You're gonna need your your OJ candle. You need a lot of candles. Craziness. Uh, Carlos Santana collapsing mid concert in Michigan this week, uh, suffering from heat exhaustion is the, 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 the story that's come out after the fact. Of course, it was just a medical emergency of some kind Tuesday night, uh, according to the management team, but uh, then it was released after the fact that he was overtaken by heat exhaustion and dehydration and uh, was part of that uh, Pine Knob Music Theater uh, outdoor amphitheater festival happening there about 40 miles outside of Detroit. It was 32 degrees Celsius. Uh, quick conversion, I don't know, hot in Fahrenheit and uh, five degrees above the average is what the meteorologists in the area were saying. Uh, and that, I guess, is a magical mixture for a 74-year-old musician to not feel so good. And hopefully he's feeling much, much better now. Uh, Iggy Pop talking about his final performance uh, so far of the European shows that he's on right now. He says he's having some issues with his voice, having to postpone two shows on his European tour. Because he says that if you were at the last show, if you were at the last one, you know I croaked my way through it. That was July 2nd in Athens, Greece. And he says his voice is still recovering. Must postpone the next show. Uh, he says, I have not taken this decision lately. I love my fans, but I must protect my voice. I'm so sorry, but I'll come back and make it up to you. You don't want to go to a concert and hear a singer who can't sing anyways, right? Let them take care of their voice. Absolutely. I'm sure the fans are in support. Thursday. Big Canada Day celebrations into the long weekend. We just saw down in America, July 4th, a lot of fireworks. Some people with somewhat less fingers now than they had before the long weekend began. But uh, this is about the most North American thing I can even think of. And it's from a brewery in Fort Worth, Texas. Seltzer made with leftover hot dog water. (laughs) I'm barely keeping a straight face on this. This sounds so gross to me. But then again... Maybe it doesn't taste gross. I mean, they're calling this hard seltzer bun length, which is hilarious in and of itself. And they brew it uh, each batch with the leftover water from 52 pounds of boiled frankfurters. Yeah, and this is a company that has put out some weird flavors before. They've had a salsa verde flavor. Uh, They've had a best made sour pickle beer, which honestly doesn't sound terrible. I got to say, I would try it. Uh, They've even had a barbecue beer described as barbecue beer with spices called Murph Juice. Uh, that that puts me off. Not the flavor, the name. The name alone. But apparently uh, the latest that they're going to be releasing mid-month is Hot Dog Water Seltzer, which, yeah, mm, drink up, right? That sounds just so refreshing for a summer afternoon. Yeah. Oh, pair it with one of those pre-drinking pills that we were just reading about, and I don't know, you'll be right as rain the next morning, just smelling like hot dogs. Who is the slacker at your work? Without naming names, right? I don't want to make it awkward for everybody. And to be honest, I don't think that there are any around the radio station, you know? I constantly hear about this from a friend of mine, but I don't really know if I see an example, like, right here from at work. Um, So I hear about it all the time, though, largely because this guy is that slacker at work, right? So last thing he told me was that he got the Goodwill hunting speech from a co-worker. Uh, you know the, you know what is the best part of my day? It's the 10 seconds when I pull up to the curb and when I get to the door because I think maybe I'll get up there and knock on the door and you won't be there, speech. You know that part. Except, I think in this case, his real life example, it was probably more about making everyone's lives easier <laughs> than it was about a genius living up to his potential. 
I just have a suspicion. Again, without naming names, who is that slacker at your work? And if you're thinking there aren't any like I was, truth is, you might just be the slacker. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. LimeWire back in the news again. Remember LimeWire? Infecting your computer back in the 90s, early 2000s, really. Um, it's now back. It's now back as an NFT marketplace with a few artists attached to it, namely Travis Barker. Being a shill for the Web3 NFT crowd is uh, not exactly outside of the LimeWire uh, architecture, I guess, because really what we're talking about is something that's probably not good for your computer to be on there in the first place. <laughs> it never was back in the day, and I don't know, I don't have so much faith right now either. Uh, Liam Gallagher is in the news for criticizing Brother Noel, a shocker there, but specifically over comments about disabled music fans uh, and uh, basically saying, we're not all bleeps. Uh, Liam Gallagher apologizing, he says, on behalf of his family. Because uh, there were some comments made about disabled festival goers in a disabled section that Gallagher, one of the Gallaghers was watching the festival from and, you know, might have been able to vacate to make some room for other people, I believe is the scenario. Honestly, it gets a little bit deeper than that, and I don't know the exact details, so I'm hesitant to comment, but still, uh, probably not a great look, and thank you, Liam, for the apology on behalf. Not everybody understanding what this uh, Gentle Minions internet trend is all about, right? What is the Gentle Minions trend? Uh, you probably have not been finding yourself asking, even as the trend itself appears to be gaining in participation, leading into a second weekend of the film Minions Rise of Gru being in theaters. This is key. This is pivotal. Because that's what's happening. People are going to watch Minions Rise of Gru in their finest suits. Uh, side note, what is this franchise even called now? I mean, it started with Despicable Me, and now those damn yellow minions are just so marketable. I guess they are the owners of the franchise. I digress, though. Gentle Minions trend, seeing teens largely dressing up in their finest parent-bought clothes to see the movie. Just for the simple absurdity of it. That is the explanation. The non-explanation answer is that people are just doing it because they think it's funny. That and other people on TikTok are doing it, so we must repeat, right? And if you don't think I'm going to be doing the exact same thing for the Barbie movie, it's like you don't even know me at all. Other theory is that these teens, I mean, grad season just finished, basically. For some people, maybe it's just wrapping up, but those suits, they might be brand new. They might not be rentals. And they got to get some use. They got to get some traction. So why not dress up in your finest to go and watch a weird children's movie where there are minions in thongs, right? As if that won't confuse the children. Friday. I've got faith that there was an awkward conversation had between a young lad who just got drafted into the NHL and his very loving parents, uh, you know, loving towards each other, especially uh, the draft was happening for the NHL. I mean, some news that people are focusing in on today includes Zach Cassian no longer being an oiler and through what looks like not a great deal on paper, but had to talk about Maverick Lemoreux. And his parents, uh, as he was getting drafted, the camera cuts to see his doting parents in the crowd, just so happy, just so lovely. And they go to sit, share a kiss, a smooch, a, a shared romantic moment to celebrate, and nothing wrong with it. it. Just a bit of a surprise, I think a shock, 
as they approached that sweet and tender kiss with tongues out first. They did a little tonsil hockey instead of hockey hockey, and Maverick got to see it on the big screen as he's walking by, shaking his head a little bit. It is ridiculous. What's even better, though, of course, is the reaction from the ESPN announcers as it happened in real time. Yeah, played what, lacrosse yeah. too, the high level lacrosse. Yeah. Imagine him on the on the lax field. Go. Oh, okay. Okay, get some. All right, why nice? Hey, we're in. Come on now. <laughs> hey, we're in. Quebec. It's nighttime in, in Quebec. Get after it, moment. It's, the, it's almost the last end. It's nighttime in Quebec. <laughs> Boosh, what are you laughing at down there? <laughs> you know exactly what they're laughing at. Too good. Hey, keep the love alive. Bob Dylan's re-recording on an Ionic original of Blowing in the Wind was just sold for 1.48 million pounds. That's a lot of dollars. Uh, a lot of U.S. dollars, let alone Canadian dollars. But uh, it was actually originally released, though written in 1962, in 1963. And this one-of-a-kind re-recording that Bob Dylan did is on what is known as Ionic Original. And uh, if you've not heard of this, it's kind of hilarious because while it is absolutely a re-recording and an original and a one-of-a-kind, it's a lacquer painting piece painted onto an aluminum disc with, and this is how they describe it, with a spiral etched into it by music. It has the additional quality of containing the music, which can be heard by putting a stylus into the spiral and spinning it. So it's a glorified record, albeit a very extremely rare and cool one, but it's a record. It's a. It's basically a vinyl, not made of vinyl. Um, Guns N' Roses in the news again because they've had to cancel some shows over in Glasgow uh, due to illness. Axl Rose now sharing that he is just doing what the doctor's telling him to, following doctor's orders, getting rest with a vocal coach and sorting out some sound issues. Uh, that is uh, looking like that's not going to be a long-term thing because they're saying, hold on to your tickets. They're looking at rescheduling options for the show immediately. Wait for a further update. We appreciate your understanding and patience. Let the man's voice rest if it needs to. James Cameron has revealed the runtime for the upcoming Avatar sequel. Uh, you know, the first one of several that are going to be coming now. But uh, this sequel, Avatar 2, three hours long. Three hours long. And, of course, people are reacting to that. It's become kind of a thing, reacting to slightly longer uh, run times for movies. I mean, the first one was two hours, 40 minutes, so that's not that much of a stretch, I don't think. And it definitely doesn't feel that long, but the technology-pushing director doesn't want to hear any whining when he knows that we easily binge more than three hours of content at home regularly, citing that he sees his daughters watch five one-hour episodes of a show in a row so he's going three hours i think he can do it and he says the big secret the big reveal that cameron wants to drill into our brains is that you can get up to go pee yeah you can get up to go pee well gotta tell you the fact that you can go up to pee has never been the problem jim the problem is I'm stubborn and I just paid $20 to watch this thing as soon as possible, so I'm going to squirm in my seat and I'm going to watch every single frame because I paid for it, okay? Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.